0: Everybody this is Adam Shartoff, your host of Filmwax Radio welcome to episode number 756 it's, well, it's Friday January 13th 2023 and this is episode 756 I've been meaning to talk about a few things I meant to do last week and I kind of in my haste I forgot to talk about it but uh I have gotten really bad towards the end of 2022 with you know doing the podcast uh, on a regular schedule. Uh, so, for that, I apologize, but I kind of hit a wall a little bit uh, after doing the show for 12 years. Plus, my life has just gotten more busy, more complicated with uh, work and relationships and whatnot. And it's just tightened the, the pipeline of my time so much, it's squeezing it a little bit. So, but in no way does that mean that I am stopping. In fact, there's some good news on the horizon in terms of FilmWax being part of a new network called Radio Free Rhinecliff, which is a uh, really exciting group of, uh, of exciting uh, platform that is up here where I live in the Hudson Valley. And there's really great hosts and shows. And FilmWax will be a part of that. I'm I'm also in the process of rebranding, FilmWax Radio just to FilmWax. Not that that will really impact much in terms of your experience as a listener or a viewer. If you go to the YouTube channel, uh, anyway. That's. I just wanted to say that and apologize and for the uh, inconsistencies that I've been uh, presenting and uh, for the last couple of months. So we're, hopefully we're a little bit more back on track right now, uh, and and that's my I'm committed to it. So uh, there's two people on the show this this uh, this episode. Not unusual. We usually have two segments. The first segment is a uh, young director named well, Gia Coppola, who is a part of the Coppola dynasty. She's one of a bunch of directors who have collaborated uh, on an I guess an anthology film called The Seven Faces of Jane. She is the granddaughter of, or a granddaughter, of uh Francis Ford and a, na- a niece <laughs> of Roman Coppola, who is the producer of the film. The film is about a woman, all, played by Gillian Jacobs, the actor Gillian Jacobs, who is also one of the filmmakers, one of the group of filmmakers, along with Gia and a bunch of others. Uh She plays Jane, who drops her daughter off at a sleepaway camp and drives away from her mundane life into an exciting odyssey on the road. James, Jane's obstacles, connections, and moments were created playing an exquisite corpse, seven filmmakers guiding each chapter of Jane's journey without knowledge of what the other directors were doing. That's a nice little, uh, I think, interesting aspect to the film, too. The film is opening today, Friday, January 13th, in select theaters as well as on-demand. We'll be going in a moment to my conversation with uh, Gia Coppola. And then right after that, we'll be talking to actor William Maypother, who is in a new film called On Sacred Ground. We'll get to that in a little while. First here is uh, my conversation with Gia Coppola right here on Film Wax.
1: Maybe if you really knew me, you wouldn't even really like me that much.
0: You're still the same.
1: You wanna make a deal? Sure. Okay, here's the deal. Stay here for a couple of days, and if you really hate it, I will come get you.
0: Promise?
1: I promise. I can't remember the last time I felt free. To
0: be honest, the idea of freedom scares me.
2: As I live and breathe, if it isn't Jane. Jane, can't even believe you're here.
1: God, that's a beautiful name. My name is Jane. <laughs> Jane, this is she.
2: I have something new for
0: you—something you love. Gia.
1: Hi. How are you? Good. How are you?
0: I'm good, thanks. Nice to meet you.
1: Nice to meet you too.
0: Yeah, um, I, I wanted—I ma- made a note to myself not to forget <laughs> that I live only minutes from Bard College.
1: Oh, no way!
0: yeah, I'm just down the road.
1: Oh, I haven't been back since I went there. it's uh I've been well, curious it's not been I've that been...
0: Long, but yeah it's only grown i mean they're, they're i i I hear the plan for their growth is is kind of impressive
1: I'm sure, yeah, I mean, it was amazing they had like this great museum there and the Geary building. it just
0: yeah, when I went there it was none of that was there.
1: Did you go there. to bar?
0: Well, yeah. I didn't graduate from there. If, oh, you know, to be completely transparent, <laughs> but I did. Yes, I attended some years ago, and <laughs> yeah, some time ago. But so it's so, oh, it's so and it's just yeah. But I love the area. It's you know, after decades of being in the city, I needed a, a change of of scenery. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, it's beautiful up there. I feel like I I liked living there and did not like living in the city. So uh, I went really? back to California. Yeah. Okay,
0: yeah. Oh, no good wine, though. There's wineries, but not... Oh, yeah. It's not California. I not
1: think the snow climate is...
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> if you can get a halfway decent, some microclimate wines that you know yeah. you get. You probably know a thing or two, right? Um, yeah, yeah
1: that's interesting
0: so yeah what am i thinking what's the uh i i don't mean to get off off topic anyway but <laughs> you there are a couple of things you can get up here but mo- yeah most everything is r re- re- from and i'm not super choosy but it's undrinkable by my <laughs> minimal standards you know <laughs> so anyway well, that's not but, good. and then um jason your cousin right yeah He's. I just was on a on a crew or whatever crew of a movie called There There, which he was okay. in, and oh, it, we cool. had a premiere Tribeca Film Festival last week or two weeks ago.
1: Oh, and
0: so I got to. He wasn't there, but but um, we shot a little bit of it up here. That's how I got involved in the film.
1: Oh, that's so cool!
0: Yeah,
1: best. He's really fun.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm, and I and he's been on my podcast, and I uh up for. Yeah. Earlier films and I, yeah. And anyway, I just wanted to uh, let you know about that. <laughs> just, That's
2: cool. but I was
0: excited by the idea of getting you on. I saw Palo Alto when it came out, mm-hmm. and I I haven't seen Meantime.
1: Mainstream. <laughs> Mainstream.
0: Excuse me. Mainstream. Thank you. And I have to I have to rectify that. That's it. <laughs> what a great cast. Yeah, yeah yeah i was so glad for the opportunity when lee uh, the publicist for uh the seven phases of jane at least for currently what um when he brought the seven phases of jane to my attention because i think it's uh such an exceptional and innovative film
1: yeah i it was a really fun experience it's just as a filmmaker's perspective of like right here's this box and this challenge that you have to try to find a way to be creative. And, um, and then it was even furthermore exciting, like finally, after, you know, having COVID limitations subside and, and getting to go to the Bentonville film festival and actually get to hang out with the other. Film heads, film yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Like um, we, we, we had to be so separate because of, of the context of the job. So, to finally get to hang out was, was, was like getting to meet your cast almost.
0: Right. I mean, so for people, you know, we'll show a bit of, of your clip. I think at the beginning, I found a clip that mm-hmm. you, that you, you directed You're one of eight directors on the film. Yes. Including the, the star of the film, Jillian Jacobs. And, um, but there's this, and, and I was reading a little bit about it. Uh, Roman. Coppola who's a producer on this this was was this his brainchild essentially
1: yeah 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 no he I mean he works out of the director's bureau and it's like just minutes from my house so I just grew up like kind of always going there after school and then as I became a director now that's where I work out of and I like heard this idea kind of murmurs amongst the all the different people in the office and i'm just like this sounds so cool like i would love to be a part of it he's like what if we did that game exquisite corpse which i knew from just being around him as a kid like at the dinner table like i'm not and i'm surprised that people aren't more familiar with it but it's count movie. me
0: in there i i'm uh, sad to say i don't know what the what, what is it called
1: so it's it's basically just like a, a drawing game where okay. someone draws the head and then you fold the piece of paper and someone draws a shoulder and you fold it again and then they oh. kind of pass it down. And you keep doing that until you have a full body and then you reveal it and you see like this funny little um, creature that everyone kind of collaborated on together without knowing because you just like leave little lines of like okay now this is where the shoulders start
0: and it's what is it called again a beautiful corpse what
1: exquisite corpse
0: exquisite corpse pardon me so this film is essentially an exquisite corpse is what you're saying
1: yes and so in order like it's one thing to like have those parameters on a piece of paper but to like construct it as a film was like a whole other Art form and just how do you produce this? And he, are you saying it
0: was more complicated than just a piece of paper?
1: Yeah, yeah. He, he, and of course Roman being very Roman, he like had to make it a whole game, like a game that was very designed. And each director had to raffle and barter, like what, like what is your hero's circumstance? What is the setting? Like, and then in order to
0: be get in to to be selected, or once you are selected.
1: Once you're selected, okay. Then, um, yeah. Oh. Then we all kind of did this raffle to figure out like what the premise and which sort of section are we are we doing so that we could function off of one another um, without knowing too much.
0: Oh, um, I like right. That makes a lot of sense. But I also like the way he very deliberate. He was very deliberate in his selection of filmmakers that he invited into the project, so yeah. that that they there would be a real diverse um, sensibility, not only on a in terms of people's own life experiences, ages, and backgrounds, but but that their approach and that their storytelling techniques would be so different.
1: Yeah. I mean, I very think that's what really exciting is that we were all so different. And so we all approached our stories in very different, but true to ourselves way. And um, I think that's the best way to collaborate is having many different voices that are, totally unique to your own and to get to kind of bounce off of that is really fun and exciting it's, so I,
0: yeah uh, yeah i mean anybody creative right it should they they i guess hypothetically or ideally you'd think that they'd want to be outside their comfort zone or you know it, yeah. be in this because this is a very experimental film and you know i don't that's not everybody's cup of tea is it
1: well, I think to watch it, you really have to know the context of how it was made, which is normally with filmmaking, you don't want to know that. Um, but for something like this, I, I think it's more exciting when you do just, you know, it's not a bunch of just short films kind of cut together. There was a whole sort of game right, right. plan prior to this.
0: Yeah, right. It's very, very uh, cura- uh deliberate and, and uh, there's no there's no. Uh... Accidents. It doesn't seem in terms of uh, how it was constructed and otherwise, it, I, you know, as you were talking, I mean, I'm also thinking that I refer again to this movie that I worked on, which Jason is in. It's also very experimental in it. Uh, Andrew Bajowski, I don't know if you're familiar with him, but,
1: uh, I don't about
0: names. <laughs> hes a, No, don't, I don't mean to put you on the spot, uh, but, but anyway, and uh, he's, a, he's kind of has an experimental you know dna in him as well and he uh this film was actually each shot i'm sorry each segment of the film and it's similar in a way that it's in hey. segments Is shot it's like a two-hander so each has two people like you and me would be we'd be supposedly in the same room but if you didn't know we're not we're in two completely different sets thousands mm-hmm. of miles apart but you're working across the let's say the table from an actor who's a substitute actor right yeah and I'm doing the same with a different actor and then it's edited together to look like we're in the same place if I hand you a coffee cup you know you would reach and take it 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 would seem so this is the whole movie it was called there there playing off the yeah and it's so kind of but it's playing with you know distance and certain themes as well you know this film is about jillian jacobs plays a young mother dropping her she starts it starts off in fact she's i think shot she's the director of this first segment which Mm -hmm. is maybe the most straightforward in some ways where Mm -hmm. she's dropping her child off at summer camp Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: then kind of the rest of the film follows her on this road trip
1: yeah um that's so interesting about Jason's film. I remember him talking about it and, and he's okay. a fan of that, that director and um, that's yep. so cool. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, but he's yeah. worked with him
0: before. Maybe he hasn't worked with him before, but...
1: I know yeah. he's admired his work for a long time. Um, but yeah, I mean, also Gillian, like she...
0: I'm sorry, she, I said Gillian, Gillian. I
1: she think said. she probably pronounces it both ways, but I think she... Um, she and the producers were, and, and like the production designer and the DP were all the only constant through line for each, everyone's segment. Um, so she knew because she had to act in it, like how to, and really hold the character arcs because well, she, right, um, she was the only one that, that knew everyone's else's story, but it's so hard to explain because it's such a puzzle, but. Um,
0: You're doing a great job
1: she <laughs> yeah so she 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 roman had this idea of like let's do a hero's journey but it has the sort of what would work as if it kind of was the structure of like after hours like it's a it's a one sort of i mean now it's kind of gone through time but you you if, the, if a young mother drops her kid at camp and then she has a reason to come full circle to pick up her child like what happens in between, like all these crazy things could happen. And so people can run wild and, you know, we'll lay out a few little like stepping stones for people to make sure that they land. So it feels like there's some form of a through line, but other than that, like anyone, the world's their oyster. And so, so to speak.
0: Mm. Um. We, I can mention a couple of the other directors. Um, yeah. uh, and then if I leave anybody out, of course I'm a jerk. So. But and um I don't want to butcher anybody's names, but besides Gillian, uh you, <laughs> Boma, Iluma.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I just just please jump in. Ryan, Boma, I'm
1: not sure that how to say his last name.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh Ryan Heffington, Zan Casavetes, Julian J. Acosta, Kenjong, and Alex Tacak Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna, i just know
1: other their names. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so it was up, but but Gillian had a very large. She had a big task because, like you say, I wonder if there were conversations between Rome and, let's say, and all of the filmmakers that you have to trust in trust in Gillian that she's going to have to make certain acting choices for that you may or may not understand or believe in, or rather not believe in, but would have selected yourself. But because she is the through line, she is the continuity.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it took a very special actress to want to like take on this sort of task that they would, you know, really have to hold the project. Um, And, and she did. Yeah. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. it's like a director in another form of just like the actor has to see the whole picture.
0: So, and what was your, what was, how did you approach your segment in terms of your talk about your just experience, I guess, in figuring out how, what you were going to do.
1: Yeah, I mean, I had the sort of tickets of, um, I hope I can still remember it, but I know I had to use a coffee shop, mm-hmm. I had to use an old car, and I had to use, I think it was an uh, Meet an Unlikely Stranger, and for me as a director, I'm like, oh, I, I really want to play with, like, visual effects and body doubles or like what if she had a twin that would be so funny and um and action like I never get to do that sort of thing so um right
0: use the go ahead I'm sorry
1: oh no no no. and then my my friend um and 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 producing partner that I like to work with uh wrote the script and just like okay like this is only going to be like five or five minutes or so so like what kid? the what could be the wildest thing that happens in those first five minutes? Um, and yeah, we weren't really planning on going first, but because of schedule, we ended up having to, and I was like, that's a lot of pressure, but also I guess I already gave it away, but like, because there's this sort of twin factor, it's like, you don't know which Gillian you're left with or which Jane you're left with. So that sort of has to The other stories, which was a fun way to.
0: Oh, right. That, that did not occur to me, but yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, and, okay so the name of the film again is called the seven faces of jane and i guess what, what is the it, yeah as you mentioned earlier it had its premiere you met the other directors at the bentonville film festival yeah. um, a few days ago actually right it was just the other day wasn't it well, about a week ago um, yeah yeah it was a week yeah. ago sorry this can happen sooner then but but what what is next for what is next is it is it scheduled yet or the distribution is it set up yet or
1: I'm not sure yeah I just sort of you know release the film which is nice I get to like make it and then (laughs) move on to the next thing at least with this project because it's so many different people involved it's like I'm just a fraction of I know larger picture
0: right okay well that's a I'll get more details because I was really I was like kind of shuffling through some of my press materials and I was just like wait a minute when 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 can people see this this film you know because uh
1: i would want people i want
0: people to see it so you know it might be that maybe i hold on to it for a little longer and maybe get some other folks from the film on it was, i i just appreciate any film that as a as a film person you know i really like appreciate a film that tries to tell a story in a sort of in a thoughtful reconstructed or deconstructed kind of way you know and and in this case i think it worked quite successfully sometimes not always so because you know you can be very ambitious and sometimes it doesn't work quite so well but here it it really holds together
1: oh that's great yeah yeah yeah. no i mean i think those are the most exciting projects it's like can go either way very easily (laughs) and like um taking those risks are much more interesting than just playing it safe.
0: There you go. Yeah. What did you find yourself uh, moved by any of the uh, other, I found myself surprisingly, I wouldn't have found from a comedian and medical professional, but Ken's, Ken's passage, his segment turned out to be quite moving.
1: Yeah, no, I think it was so interesting that like, here's a, is a, is an opportunity where we can, we have no like, People telling us what to do when so often when you're directing you're kind of put in these boxes of with expectation and having to provide a certain thing that like people have already seen of you before and um, I think for him as a as a comedian he's probably so often expected to like perform in a certain way or provide a sense of tone all the time that like Roman was really adamant that like this is an opportunity for us as filmmakers to like run free and be as personal and whatever we want so that's great um, it's very rare that you get those sort of um producers or get these sort of opportunities so it's cool to see when people do something totally unexpected of what you normally would have thought
0: well the name of the the film is love in i'm sorry the seven faces of jane it's um it's directed by many folks, including Dio Coppola, and it's produced by Roman Coppola and others. Yeah. We'll keep track of the film through its um, journey.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Make sure people see it. And what's coming up? Do you have another, uh, you have something in the works, right?
1: Yeah, I'm working on a documentary about oh. uh, fandom for boy bands specifically, um, and it's really fun. <laughs>
0: are you and you've been following any boy bands
1: well it's more about the fan base because you know it's it's often labeled as you know frivolous or hysterical but when you look at it it's mostly young women and, and queer and I think that's probably why it's been labeled in this sort of way when in fact it has a huge impact on our culture and just like our internet and like politics it goes deep and we we're just trying to rewrite the narrative that, um, you know, it's more than just hysteria. It's actually um, a really beautiful catharsis and and should shouldn't be just labeled as as just that.
0: <laughs> I got it. And um, how do you find the the experience of making a documentary as opposed to narrative films? How is that for you?
1: It's been a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying it. It's just like I get to live right now, especially with what this is about, of just like a world of about people that love something really passionately. And um, so it's a lot of joy. Right.
0: Right, Um, That's true.
1: But, you know, there's little things that I'm learning, like normally you want to shoot kind of wide when you're doing narrative. And then I'm like, oh, but with documentary, you want to be really close. You want to see these people's face and what they're saying. So it's a it's a learning curve, but it's a really fun one.
0: Right. You have to be very deliberate when you shoot close up in a narrative film because it will be de- wasted. You're yeah. right? you, you You right. You're kind of want to go in when it's there's an emotional moment and you don't want to abuse that shot, right?
1: Yeah, and also like hands are so much part of an actor's tool, but like with documentary, it's I think a little bit different.
0: Normally much more expressive, but I'm trying not to put you off, you know. So, is it you? you, uh, And I'll let you go in a moment, but we're and I again, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I wonder if there were any documentary filmmakers that you maybe were inspired by or that you particularly enjoy.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of Lauren Greenfield. Like I've Mm -hmm. loved her photography since I was. A teenager, um, but um, I love Lauren Greenfield. I love Nick Broomfield. I oh yeah,
0: he he's there, done the but, show a number of times.
1: Uh, oh, awesome! Yeah, he's an interesting guy. I love. Very. He, he shoots very very distinct style. That it's not. I will not be in the film. So I'll be doing the Nick Broomfield way. <laughs> when he
0: knocks on your door, you just don't answer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but I love I love his stuff and. Yeah, me um, too. I thought Todd Haynes Velvet Underground one was really cool. There's so many. It's, I love documentaries.
0: Yeah. Noah Todd also regular on he's been on a couple of I don't mean to keep doing that, but it's That's hard awesome. not to because we have the same we enjoy the same filmmakers. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's why really I'm nice. to geek out over filmmakers.
0: Yeah, I like the uh, filmmaker that again, I guess it falls into what we've been talking about. You know, somebody's not afraid to step outside of their comfort zone or yeah. What is it or the other side of it, which is like he said, the expectations of the industry or of your followers? it's kind of you yeah. know it's much easier to do what you know a lot of people do, which is what's expected, you know,
1: yeah, yeah, no, I think taking risks is a is a big part of you know being being a, an artist being an artist for sure, yeah.
0: but it's not as rewarded, let's face it, right, so
1: no, but that's that's the hard part is not (laughs) worrying about the reward
0: right exactly well said well it's lovely to meet you you know if you come by and want to visit bard let me know we'll we'll have a coffee i really nice nice to meet you thanks for squeezing this in.
1: yes nice to meet you too thank you bye
0: have a nice evening
1: what
2: version of yourself do you want to be i
1: feel like i just think about everybody else all the time i don't i don't even know Maybe if you really knew me, you wouldn't even really like me that much, so...
2: You're still the same.
1: Wait a second.
0: Who are you? I'm Jane. Who are you?
1: Ah! Ah! Oh my god! That actually both better good!
2: Jane, we want to know you. Open your (laughs) mouth.
0: Scream! Ah!
1: Are you ready? To wash yourself of yourself.
0: William A. Potter, as I tell him, I first came aware of his existence when I saw a film uh, some years ago called Another Earth, way back in 2011, which starred... Brit Marling and was directed by a man named Mike Cahill. Uh, William A. Pother is among the cast members, and I'm like, who is this guy? I really, he just grabbed my attention. Turns out, well, he's in a lot of things. He's in Lost, the series Lost, many films and TV shows over the years. A great actor, and I was finally able uh, to get him on Filmwax with this new film called On Sacred Ground. Uh, the film is based on the true events during the 2016 construction of the Dakota Access Pipeline that runs through the Standing Rock Indian Reservation in the Dakotas. The film follows Daniel, played by uh, William, a journalist and military veteran, and Elliot, played by David Arquette, an oil company executive who find themselves on opposite sides of the fight during the construction of the of the uh, contentious pipeline. As the story unfolds, the two characters go down separate paths during one of the most heated protests and confrontations with Native American tribes in modern U.S. history. Many of the cast members are uh, Native American. It's uh, uh, a—William, I should mention, is also one of the producers on the film. It opens in select theaters and on demand today, Friday, January 13th. Again, the cast includes uh, William as well as David Arquette, Amy Smart, and others. Uh, uh, You are uh, about to hear my conversation with the actor— and producer, William May Pother, right here on Film Wags. I'm really glad you're here, Dan.
2: The media is all over this Native American protest up there, and we need a no BS profile on that pipeline. Who do you work for? Miguel. I'm a journalist. My job is to help you tell the best story you can. And hey, what story is that? Whatever you write. Whatever you see.
0: Promise me he'll come back. You're with me, aren't you, Dan?
2: Welcome to the circus. Sure you're up for this? That'll move 500,000 gallons a day.
0: Are you here to redeem yourself or make money for somebody else? You have a responsibility to tell the truth about what's going on here. You've had some trouble with some of the workers and some of the native women. You should do some research. You know, transporting
2: oil is risky. The question is, how do you minimize the risk? What did you mean the land is protected by the U.S. Constitution? Everything you see there legally belongs to the Sioux Nation. I was hired to find out what's going on. No, no, you were hired by us. Is he a liability?
0: Yeah, he's the problem. It was important, Chili. I couldn't just ignore
2: it. Why? I'm your wife! We have enough oil to last a century, but it's useless if we can't move it. We can't have him turning the tables on us. Strong warriors never stand down, even in the face of defeat. You move the pipeline right to the mouth of the reservation at their only water source. Just let me explain... Who
0: wrote this
1: article?
2: We destroyed their past, but you're destroying their future. America doesn't run on fairy dust. That's true. Uh, Adam, my next-door neighbor... Nice to meet you. Uh, My next-door neighbor has a dog that's actively barking. I've got my AirPods in, but... I guess I've got all the doors. Shut everything, I,
0: everybody. Let's let's just call it a day.
2: It's it's done. It's done. Go back to bed. No, I was I started to say that, and then I thought I don't know what else I can do if it's if no, it's noisy. It. Okay,
0: great. Honestly, William, I, I did this podcast out of the city, New York City, for like years and years before I moved to the woods, and I, uh, you know, the number of dogs, sirens, <laughs> car alarms, I don't know. You know, it just doesn't matter. I think people, yeah. Like it. What gives? It. It's not, you know. I do work in radio where we—that's not something. But for the podcast, we're a little looser, you know. It's sure. Where in the um, woods are you? Well, I'm just in the Hudson Valley. I'm not really in the oh, woods, it. but, but it's got it. Yeah, where are you?
2: uh Los Angeles. Los
0: Angeles. Yeah, it makes sense.
2: I sh- I shot in New York. Uh, uh I've shot several times, but a few years ago, I shot and I uh, had a day off, and my wife came with me, and we rented a car and drove up and down the Hudson Valley, and my oh. God, that's gorgeous.
0: Yeah. Was it, at what time of year was it?
2: It was autumn. It
0: was perfect. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's really just unbelievable. I mean, I, I feel like I moved to paradise and some, you know, of course spent, spent a fair amount of time in LA and in the surroundings, of course, as well, not so bad, but I do, love yeah, it. No. you know, I do. Although right now it's, you know, it's 40 or something, you know, but, <laughs> but it makes you uh, value and appreciate, of course, the summer or the warmer weather all the more because you have the different seasons you know of course um, can't have the sweet without sour yeah right exactly uh hey so this is for me a very i'm very thrilled because you you know been you were around way before what i'm about to tell you uh but but uh i came to know you because you know this was the performance for me that put you on my radar which was from on another earth uh I don't know if you ever hear that, but I love uh, that film. I just whatever it was that day, but the film itself is so well done. It's like an independent film, but it's very special, and it, and it looks fantastic. For any, thank it's you. Like you, I think you could have showed it up against you know this whole genre of, of science fiction, you know dramas. And um, I don't know. I from then on, I was like, I gotta meet this guy.
2: <laughs> so I've looked
0: out for you ever since.
2: Uh, Wonderful. That's lovely to hear. Thank you for saying that.
0: Yeah, my pleasure. Now, also, just to get out of the way, I guess this also maybe you do get this occasionally. You are, uh, unless I'm mistaken, of course, first cousins with with, or Tom Cruise is your he's he's your first cousin. You're his first cousin. Uh, Is that true? Yes. And his so he has the same last name, but he he decided to go uh, change it to, or, or let it go. Is that what, what the situation was? Yes. what is Is it Mapother? To... No, Mepother.
2: you, you, it's a long A, you hit the first syllable. So imagine okay. if it had a Y, Maypother.
0: Maypother. Okay, good. There you Thank go. you for clarifying. I'm sorry. Sure.
2: I was, I... It's, I, trust um... me, that's been mutilated so many times.
0: <laughs> I'm sure. My name too. So
2: who How do you, you pronounce do... It? is
0: it Shartoff? That's correct. Yeah, I got lucky. But any, only somebody with an with another name that could be butchered would, you know, take them take an extra (laughs) moment and and look at. it. It's not that complicated. But okay, well, anyway, I thought that was an interesting little footnote. I didn't know until I just decided to start reading up a little bit more about you personally. But um, it was, I guess he he owes you for getting his career going. That's you know, I'm just (laughs) he does. Anyway so do, so does he show up at thanksgiving
2: um you know i uh I've learned it's best if I don't talk about him uh not That's because fine. I have anything negative but and not because of you uh but things get taken out of context again, often not by the interviewer, but things get posted and people take pieces okay and,
0: fair and, enough and,
2: and and yeah so and I have nothing but fantastic things to say, but it's just easier.
0: That's and that's all. And, and honestly, it was only kind of almost a bit because I really don't actually. It's not something I really actually care very much about. Other than the fact that it's nice to hear he's a good guy. Yeah, uh, he's a great but, guy. You know, I'm more interested in you and your career. So thank you. And uh, I, I was wondering, "On Sacred Ground" is the name of the film we're going to talk about. It's yes, it's it's it's, it's premiering at select theaters and on demand as of January thirteenth. So I'll post this, I guess, uh, after so people could go and. See it right away after this. Thank you. But, um, did you, are you, is this something that it's a very overtly political, just by the nature of the film, what the subject of matter? It's, it's, it's impossible not to be. It's a very personal story for the, you know, Native American folks that are, are being affected by the Lakota access pipeline. No, the Dakota access pipeline. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Is this something, uh, that you, what What was your reaction, I guess, when the script got into your hands?
2: Well, I had known josh and rebecca the my co-writers and also the producer and directors uh for i don't know ten years okay. uh, and we our paths intersected several times and then when they contacted me to to be in the movie, I was aware uh, as I guess most of us were about the protests and something about the pipeline but i i I had to dig deeper to to find out more about it, so the character interested me and in the story, and the background it did, and then the more I dug and the more I researched, the more interested and the more I guess upset I became. So yes, it did interest me, and the more I dug, the more interested I became:
0: That's a good answer um, and so doing something that's kind of out very overtly political, you're that's comfortable.
2: Well, it's, that's a great question. And I'm going to try and I will tell you, I'm going to try and keep my answer short, I have a tendency to, to give uh, long answers, not because I like hearing myself speak, but I'm not a huge fan of sound bites, And so as a result, I tend to give a lot of context, and it's tough to give only the right yeah. amount of context. So I tend to overshoot the mark. Uh, I general, I'm not super comfortable Expressing my political views, not because they're unfavorable or extremist, but just especially in these times. Yeah. Um, it's, right. Oh,
0: yeah.
2: It becomes heated. And then the more, and this is only my own opinion and my own preference, but the more I, my opinion uh, and persona becomes known, the more difficult it is for the audience to forget that
0: when. Or to separate me, them, sorry, is what
2: you're saying. Sorry. Yeah. It's to set that aside when they see me as a character um so in the film is political in some ways it's not political in others in other words it's not necessarily specifically about politics and government and politicians uh but it certainly is political in the terms of being topical in terms of in terms of politics somewhat being involved
0: Right, I mean, when oil is is at play, I guess then it automatically. That's, you're right.
2: exactly right. So uh, I was interested somewhat, but for me, it was I was more interested because of the subject of the Native Americans and and the specific way they were mistreated, and the history about of how, of how they've been mistreated, than about the political nature uh, itself. If that makes any sense, it, sure. I only had middling success in keeping my answer short, as you can see.
0: <laughs> it's a it's a podcast. I request at least twenty minutes, typically, so that we can have a bit of a more nuanced conversation. Thank you. Frankly, I don't. I'm not a big fan of sound bites either. Uh, I don't. I really just don't bother. But I what I liked about the scre- script and uh, the characters that you, in particular, as well as David Arquette's character, plays like an oil company uh, senior executive. I guess you could say uh, is the ambiguousness of the characters or how at least how they uh, like in the case of Arquette's character, how he, you know, presents, right. Like, you know, trying to be progressive at some level, but you know, when you're an <laughs> oil executive, it's exactly, it's complicated, but your character in particular, cause you, you're, you know, you going, you, you're a journalist, you suffer from PTSD. You're about to be a first-time father. All these things are kind of background, but you're going. To, you've accepted the job. You need the money. They know you need the money. I'm not sure if you know they know that, but at least not at the beginning. But it's interesting how your motives are. You know, it's it's very human. It's not so cut and dry. There, you have something a little bit more nuanced because you don't. Your character's name again is is it um, David? What's what's it? Your character's name, Dan. Dan. Dan, right? Stan.
2: Yes. No, Dan. It's
0: Dan. And, you know, you, you, and he, he clearly, you know, by the midpoint or so, he's he's going through a significant uh, change, you know, in terms of his values, his thoughts, his ideas. Um, but I, I I liked how it was left a lot more ambiguous because we it's not everything's not just so black and white when it comes to things, it turns out uh God,
2: sorry. Hold oh on, just a That's not a great
0: question. That's not. A qu- I didn't pose that as a question, but I. I just. No,
2: I'm sorry. I. I apologize. I'm getting. I don't know why I'm getting. Well, you're, calls. Hopefully um, you're not
0: missing. Hopefully you're not missing. No, I'm not off, missing. Our job synergy. offers. Um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, first, I want to acknowledge. I appreciate your mentioning the ambiguity of the film and certain uh, of certain certain aspects and the points of view, and it's something that Rebecca and Josh and I discussed many times. And we wanted to try to capture in a way that a lot of films and a lot of political films uh we felt don't necessarily do uh some of the ambiguities necessarily involved, not only about the issue, but about the individuals. Um so I that's appreciate right. your are acknowledging that and hopefully it it might widen um the audience in the sense that you know when any of us watches a film that that's leans too heavily against what we believe or know it's easy to to push the either to turn it off or to push the film and its points aside mm-hmm. and so we were trying to avoid uh hopefully avoid some of that
0: mm. yeah well you know and not only the characters have uh levels of amb- ambivalence or ambiguity but you know the subject i'm um it's very clear obviously there's been so many transgressions against the native americans uh so there's that history and the history goes up to pretty much to 2016 which is when the short around the time that the film takes place which again is called on sacred ground (laughs) and uh but like you know the fact that we're so reliant on foreign oil versus you know trying to become self-reliant energy-wise etc like it's crucial because you know politically we've made we're 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 going to always be sort of at working almost against our own best interests when it, you yes. know as a nation and, and our people because we're putting money first and oil first. And so, but you know, there's a reality also that we are reliant on it. We all have to put oil in our, or gas in our cars and et cetera to work. That's gas.
2: exactly right. And and it, it's gotten further complicated in the last few years because unless I'm mistaken, the U S uh, began, exporting more than it was importing. And I believe David Arquette wow. makes the point during the film oh, right. that, and, and some of that is because of uh, new forms of uh, of, uh, of drilling. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe David Arquette makes the point that one of the reasons that the U.S. does that is to uh, weaken some of the stranglehold that OPEC and other nations have on the, the world's oil supply. And so to try to achieve a political balance, so back to the film being political as some of the secondary consequences. And uh, it, it is complicated. It, we can't necessarily turn off the spigot, as it were, mm-hmm. right now. Um, but at the same time, we have to maintain a longer-term view. And it's it's uh, it's a difficult thing to capture in, in 100 minutes. Um, and hopefully... You know, you touch on it enough that the audience gets interested, might expand their viewpoint a little bit, maybe do some researching on their own.
0: Did you I, I was um, trying to figure out earlier on when you said maybe I missed it in the credits. Are you beyond being uh, one of the stars of the movie, one of the lead actors in the cast? Are you also are, are do you have other other titles or roles in the, that? I missed? Yeah, I'm a producer and a producer
2: uh, co-writer. Oh, with, you did uh, with okay. Josh and Rebecca. Yes.
0: Sorry, I missed that too. That's and, quite a write down. Uh, damn it! Damn <laughs> <laughs> it! I am sorry. Speaking well, of
2: so- research, uh, speaking of research, it occurs to me that when you do a series of interviews like you, it's I, I kind of marvel uh, at the preparation required. Not unlike what sports announcers have to do, you know, they rattle off oh. the names of the players, they have the statistics, they know the the context of the game, what's at stake, and they have to have all sorts of trivia, facts, and color right. involved. I mean, there's yeah. a your, your head
0: must well, be Well, there,
2: or, or it's or it's like a student cramming for a test, and the moment both, you turn in both. the test,
0: it's, it's just a, exuded. It's a bit of both, and I mean, I, I, I try to. I do. You know, there is that sort of background history of seeing, you know, thousands of films over a lifetime, as well as reading and you know doing lots of these interviews over many many years and and doing panels and going to festivals and all that stuff and you learn so much and then there's also just cramming like you say you know it's it's also the malcolm gladwell thing with 10,000 hours you just sort of you know you, you and there are points through the years where you know i consciously said i need to bone up in some ways you know and i typically would like have had you know if maybe coming out of, i'll just come up with the myriad excuses of why i didn't have it down that you were the producer of the film but uh, a producer on the film but um i i i was sensing that i I had missed a couple of details not at all thanks but thank you yeah there's but you as an actor lean on you know god knows like thousands of hours of of uh experience that you've had that you draw from whether consciously or unconsciously it's it's not really that different you know no that's
2: no that's kind of you
0: yeah well you know uh and so do you so wow you know i feel like well let me just uh one more remind people on sacred ground which uh is um currently available on demand i'll say that because i'll post this as of the 13th okay and it stars david arquette and um as well as uh, William Maypother, 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 Maypother.
2: Maypother. It's a tough one. You hit that first syllable. There you go.
0: Yeah. Maypother, as well as, you know, Amy Smart is in it. And, um, and then I I do want to draw the uh, emphasis to that. There are quite a number of Native American actors that were cast in here very intentionally. Yes. And have, you know, uh, uh, do a fine job. uh, You know, I, And so I guess uh, Irene Bedard. I'm again uh, just lots of opportunities to butcher names. Carrie, wait—is Carrie Noop?
2: I I think that's. I think it's. I think it's Noop.
0: I think it's Noop. I see even that now. So you dig too deeply, and then you
2: start to drag me down
0: with you. (laughs) I know exactly. That's that's the 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 thankless part. But there's editing. (laughs) David, (laughs) (laughs) David David Mythunder, Shay, Jim. And then also I Oh Francis Fisher's in it. She, and she's not Native American, but she's she almost twirls her mustache at one point, but she doesn't quite do. it. And it's directed by Josh and Rebecca Tickle. Tickle? Ticale. That's much better. I'm I I'm I'm not wearing glass. Anyway, on sacred ground. What is are, are have you been able to get out over the holidays and see any films on your own or plays or anything? I mean, I have two must-
2: my my wife and I have two young kids and we okay. went to the uh, over the holidays, we went back uh, to the Midwest to spend the holidays with my family. Very and nice. there's a lot of, yeah, thank you. And there's a lot of catch-up time and, um, and activity. So we don't, I have, as you can might imagine, uh, what I used to say, used to be able to say a stack of screeners. Yeah. But starting this year, the the push to making everything digital uh, became um a stampede and now we receive two or three screeners the rest are online uh codes right uh codes to watch online so we have i have a long codes so i have a lost a a long list of those to watch but i haven't been able to uh really dive in we're hoping to this starting this weekend
0: yeah well i know i don't know do you find like i'm still a uh, love the media and i'm like like you know i'm a i've been in the criterion collection closet Oh my gosh. At the criterion offices. You should be able to get in there. I cannot when imagine. You should, when you're when you're in New York City. Okay. And I was only allowed because they've been supporting independent film a long time and I was doing something up there one day and they said, You can go raid the closet. Can you imagine? So Oh my like, god. A, yeah. It was a, <laughs> a highlight of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I just was wondering as we kind of wind down, like as an actor, you know, I kind of interested in in your you know, where you are in the, uh, you know, in terms of your relationship to acting as you develop your own projects, I guess, and, um, you know, try to find things that are of quality and it's suitable to you and, you know, you know, which becomes a lot of the work, right? Just uh, trying, try, I imagine turning down more things than maybe you're, I don't know, accepting or...
2: Well, that's a very good question. It Our tastes change as we age, uh, mm-hmm. our priorities and values somewhat um and there's an opportunity cost now that i have a family um in terms of leaving town and i have to weigh the necessity of working and the joy of working with missing my family not seeing not be able to spend time with them and so that becomes that that's a new calculation i never had to make before
0: right
2: and uh, also the more the longer you one works uh, the more different characters hopefully one's able to play, and so if you get an offer or the opportunity to play a character and you think I've already trod that ground, then you know uh, maybe it's not as interesting as it would have been the first time around sure so it does it does it does the calculation does change
0: and have you done much theater? I have done
2: some theater. I did some back in Louisville, Kentucky, where, oh, uh, right, from. where you're from. Mm-hmm. Actors Theater uh, is a terrific theater. And uh, I played Ricky Roma in um, oh, Glen Gary, Glenn Ross, which, sure. it, oh, my God, that was uh, uh, that was a mouthful. That was yeah. a, a lot, to, a lot to bite off. And Mamet, uh, I've right? done several others, David Mamets. And uh, yes, I've done several others, but most of my work has been on screen.
0: Right. And you were lost. People probably know you from there. And But if you if just letting you know, aside from On Sacred Ground, which is out as of January 13th in theaters, select theaters and on demand, check out if you. I'm just talking to the general, anybody watching or listening, do check out Another Earth. I, I don't know. I, I feel that is just a fine film. I, I, I want to show it to my girlfriend because I haven't seen it since it came out. Yeah, I would just like to go back and see it.
2: You know, when I, I just want to mention that that movie real quickly. Um, one thing that uh, a lot of times certain people aren't interested when they hear a film is science fiction, and that film, it's that description that that genre is a it's, little bit deceptive for the film. Right. They 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 establish that as a framework. But the rest of the film is the relationship film.
0: Isn't it always the and, best science fiction films or yeah, kind of fall into that category? I mean
2: they do. And so if anybody's listening and and think, ah, sci-fi is not really my thing, it's it's that's it. And I would say the same thing about on sacred ground. It's not necessarily a, a political film. Um it is uh, a story about individuals and uh Dan, my character and how his opinions change how his eyes are opened uh how those affected by the pipeline the native americans uh are fighting for their livelihood for their survival and and fighting to have their voices heard and um so both those films i think and not that you did this but both those films when someone might hear the the genre mentioned might think "Ah, i'm not sure that's for me but uh I, I I don't, I think they'd be doing themselves a disservice if they didn't check them out.
0: See, that's a very thoughtful, even if it's longer answer. It's <laughs> perfect. Uh, and a you. nice way to wrap it up. But, and I will say Dan's journey, just as a postscript, Dan's journey is one that's, uh, you know, uh, which is really kind of at the center of the film as well Is is one of, of healing from post-traumatic distress, uh, post-traumatic distress order, disorder. post-traumatic
2: stress PTSD yes stress
0: disorder and I I had one too many disses in there and you know being able to finally connect to and to to heal uh through actually doing something that's you know for him was you know very cathartic which was to report the truth and to do that and then uh it was the beginning of a of a a healing time and and just in time for having a baby too (laughs) That, your, going that, on one that one was about life. to That one was about to walk out you know she's that she heard that moment where you came back and you know for for a day or something and you know she, you hadn't called her she was she, that was pretty she, convincing
2: she, <laughs> no. and i didn't even have dan didn't even bring her flowers
0: no yeah <laughs> so that was a very all too she tapped into something at that moment anyway thank yes. you very much william it was really nice to meet you really nice to meet you
2: you too adam thank you so much
0: yeah, you bet. All Thank right. you both. Bye bye. All right then. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. Uh weekend. You yeah. too. All right don't forget to check out the youtube channel just go to youtube.com slash film radio eventually i'll change that to just film wax it's going to be a lot of work getting everything set but uh, uh eventually i'll figure it out anyway uh thanks for listening i'll be back of course next friday with a brand new episode of the sh- a brand new episode of the show thanks for listening and uh you remember to take care of yourself and the ones you love this is adam your host of film wax radio until next time